Hey, what's going on, guys? It's uh, Steve Andes here with the Thought Exchange. I'm here with my boy, Cameron Barkey. What's up? How's it going? Uncle Barsk in the house. Barsky is this year. Barsky's in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're here. 2019. It's wild. It's wild. It's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Did you have a good start so far? I did. Yeah. I'm more so saying it's crazy. Like I was thinking the other day about 2007, and I was like, "Shit, son, that's 12 years away." Like that was 12 years ago. I was looking at LeBron James. Like videos. 2007 was 12 yes, years ago? 12 years ago, Stevie. Yeah. Do you remember where you were 12 years ago? Yeah, man. Like, where, what were you doing? Uh, I was still in high school. Oh, I was in high school, man. Oh, my God. I don't yeah, even want to hear about it. I'm so old. No, no, I was killing the game 12 years ago, man. I was just. I was still. Did I, was, still in, was I still in Toronto? Might have just left Toronto. No. We're doing that personal training? Yeah. I th- so I left Toronto in 2005, I think. Jeez. Yeah, so 2005, I left Toronto, so I was back here already two years. Two years here, I was in school at Nate, 2007. About to graduate, I think. Because mm-hmm. 2008, I think I started working at Global Television. In 2008, you're at Global. Yeah. Does that feel like 11 years ago? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a weird. decade. That's weird. It's starting to get weird. I'm starting not to actually like it. No? As weird as that sounds. It goes faster, though, I think. As yeah. time is like, as you get older, the time goes much, much faster unless we learn how to slow it down. Something um, uh, like this Christmas, I was so weirded out by it, I didn't like it in the slightest. Which? Normally, I like Christmas and I like things like that, but I was like, just thinking about like younger Christmas time, loved it. It was like the best, like, it was like a month off of school. It was like basketball practice in the, in the morning time, like... Shit was mad dope, right? Like, Christmas was sick as a kid. But then it's, uh, I was walking through the mall this year buying presents, and I was, like, looking around, and there's the Christmas music playing. And then I was looking at all the people, and I was like, these fucking people don't even want to be here. They're just here because that's what you're supposed to do on Christmas. Yeah. Right? And it was, like, a bunch, it was like, it was like mostly men, to be honest, because this was, like... The last couple days. Yeah, this was, like, Christmas <laughs> Eve Eve. But everyone was stressed out, and I know they didn't want to be there. They were just, like, running around, like, the fuck do I get my wife? Like, oh, man, what do I... Oh, man, does she want... Like, they just... They didn't want, they didn't want to get anyone anything. I could totally tell. Yeah. Right? And then I was just, like... Man, when did I not like this? It just looked like massive consumerism. But as a kid, I, I, I loved it. I was like, this is so much fun, eh? Actually, this year's Christmas was all right. Like, it was kind of chill. But, like, I still don't... I've always been got really, really stressed out and really hated this time of the year. Mostly because uh, um, business slows right to a, to a stop. Yeah, in December, like, yeah. December, so there's like literally nothing to do because nobody's calling, everyone's doing the things, and then you have to go out and spend a shitload of money too, so you're just like... Depends what business though. Which? Depends what uh, industry people are in. Christmas talking is about like myself. A, oh, you're talking man. about yourself. Okay, talking about yeah, myself. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. my business just completely comes to a halt. Like nobody's doing, unless you're getting Christmas parties and stuff like that, but even that happens at the earlier. Once Christmas hits, I'm literally like twiddling my thumbs. Water, eh? yeah. I'm dead in the water until this first week of January, waiting for that phone to ring again. And you know, at that time, I'm reorganizing, cleaning things up, and you're just like, you well, if, if you know that's going to happen in December, you could just use it as a time. And even even for people watching, if you know that your business goes through certain certain areas, you can use that time still effectively. Like, oh yeah, we're going to be slow in this area, but then that allows me to have more time in. Uh, in this other area and yeah, focus yeah. on these side of things. Remember when you were saying today, uh, you have to you have to give away things in order to receive more. 
I was saying that? Yeah, yeah. You said you're maybe going loopy. Was I going loopy at that time? I think he's going loopy. Steve Van Deest here, actually no. I'm not you can, gonna. You can. You can. I can say it. You can say it. Oh, okay. Know. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Stevie's. Uh, Steve Van Deest is on a fast right now, so he's just not eating. And if yeah. you if you actually watch, we have a an episode about intermittent fasting. So TXCshow.com, shameless plug there. But we do have an episode about intermittent fasting. And then uh, actually, Steve and myself. The reason I'm bringing this up is because when I was 120 some odd hours into my fast that I did about three weeks ago. I was getting a little loopy, so <laughs> I was just saying, like, Steve's about 100 and some odd hours into his fast, and I don't know if he's going loopy or not, but anyway, I feel the best right now, I've ever, like, out of the whole thing, like, the hardest was, the, like, I'm telling you, the hardest was the first 12 to 24 hours, mm-hmm. that was, the, like, ever since, after that, it was just, it was good, eh? it's been good, it's been, like, I feel lighter, I feel like my, like, my energy, the only one day, the one day that I went to work, yeah, I worked, and then I was, like, at 5 o'clock, like, I worked from 10 to 5, like, like literally was shooting all day and then I came home and I was done. I was like, I threw in the towel at five o'clock. Yeah, which your, your energy is just low. Which is not normal. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I haven't been taking naps. Like I'm Feeling good, the eh? first couple of days I took a few naps because like I was just like, when you get really hungry, you're just like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to sleep this off. Yeah. But yeah, but day five, it's like actually day six. I'm pretty good. Stevie, yeah. Stevie's now into day six, which is pretty wild. And uh, yo, Temps, I see you. Tempest, what up? Thanks for joining. We got Temps on, on Temps, board here. Temps, Temps. Yeah, she, cool. she just gave us a real talk. She says, real talk. Yeah. Real Temps, what up? Thanks for joining. Yeah, um, so, so I guess in this episode, we wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that's what so we're talking like, about. So I guess this kind of starts like I, I like, I don't know why. I started the fast on my New Year's. I was going to start it on the 1st, and then um, I started going to church, and they started talking about fasting. So I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Like, they're coinciding kind of with aligned It's kind bit. of aligned with everything. So I was yeah. just like, okay. So they were starting on the 7th. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do seven days. So I started on the 3rd, and then I realized my math is wrong, and I'm actually doing eight days because <laughs> my math is completely wrong because they're going till Friday. Um, and then Buddy was telling us that... James, yeah. James is like, if you're going to do eight, might as well do ten. Yeah, and we were talking about, <laughs> about this fasting shit. Like, it was just so funny. Like, I always, I always say, like, yeah, we're just listening to some dude on the Internet because, like... I don't, I don't know how many, like, real doctors, well, not real doctors, I don't want to discredit anybody, yeah. but, like, real, like, I have X, like, PhD, this, 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 after your name, actually, like, approves of fasting, other than that Dr. Fung guy. Yeah, you know? I don't know, like, like realistically, like, I started off, because you're telling me about the salts and keep the electrolytes, and I did salts the first day, and I also did the um, apple, the apple cider, cider vinegar, and then... After that, something was telling me, I was like, yo, man, like the whole idea is to basically just cleanse your body and just have faith and not put other minerals in, in anything in your body. So like I just didn't put anything in. I just got rid of all the minerals, all the stuff and just straight out water. And I'm just like, OK, just water. This is all you're getting. You know, I might at the end do like a, the flush we were saying, the flush we were saying like a, yeah. do a salt flush and just like because at that point I'm like. I don't know when I'll do another 10 days. So like That's it's, it's yeah. like a perfect time to just you're going to go 10. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That means you're at the halfway point right now. Can you well, double past, this? I'm past. By what? Three hours? <laughs> Two hours? It was Wait. six p.m. Was well, six. I'm on th- I'm on day six. So yeah, you're right. I'm like yeah, you're, you're exactly right. half. I'm exactly half. So, yeah. yeah. So. So yeah, I don't know. Like right now, I feel good. That's probably like who knows? In two days, I might be like, yeah, no, I'm I'm eating tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know when I'll break fast, but. Uh, yeah, that's true. But You'll just listen to your I body. just listen to your body at this point. Like I'm just kind of just trying to see what's happening. Like nothing's really changed too much. So, 
but I wanted to start the year off with a good with a good start. I reorganized my closets. Um, I went through. There's a whole thing about talking about uh, like going through all of your all your possessions and items, and literally touching them and seeing if they bring you any joy. Uh, if they don't bring you any joy, get rid of get it. Get rid of it. Done. So like I cleaned I cleaned house. So What's like, your definition of joy? Well, if you look at something, you're like, yeah, do I like this? Do I not like it? Like. Like there was a bunch of clothes in my closet that I've never worn for years and years. And why am I carrying them around? Yeah. That was the one thing, you know, and then there's certain, certain objects and stuff like that. Like it's harder for me to get rid of, I think, electronics. You, like I, I more or less break them before I sell them. I know a lot of people who basically will buy stuff, try it on and then take it back to the store. I've never done that. <laughs> you know, like. I think on, there's a happy medium. Yeah. They so still leave the tags on it. I think that's more about being like cheap. No, it some is. people just buy stuff and then when they, they take it home and they wear it and they put it on and they just realize they don't like it anymore. Oh, that's fine. And then they take it back. But oh. like, but like, I'll buy something if I don't like it after the fact. I, I, I never, I never, oh, take, return it I never take the effort to go back to the store. That seems like a lot of effort. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I can relate with you on that. You just buy something like, fuck, I guess I got this thing now. Right? Yeah. Like, it was cool, but it depends. If it's like an electronic or it's something that's broken or doesn't really serve you justice. Like a piece of clothes, you're like, okay, I guess now I got this too. Go wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So what about yourself? So uh, let's go through some of them. We got health. We have uh, family. Oh, spiritu for, oh, spirituality for, oh, for goal setting. Oh, for goal like, setting, yeah. You yeah. have financials and work. Yeah. Uh, what else we got on there on that list? That's about it. Is that so, it? No. Yeah. Social too. Social. Yeah. So friends and family would be one. Yeah. Uh, health again. We'll go through these again. So yeah. friends and family, health. Yeah. Um, uh, which include your diet and things like that. Yeah. Uh, your work. Yeah, work and then financial, yeah. Financial. Yeah. So those things. So, like, which one are you focusing on right now? Uh, currently on health. Well, actually, all of them. So yeah. what I did was um, normally... Uh, so you know, that, you know that time between Christmas and New Year's? And it's kind of like this dead zone time? Yeah. Right. Okay. So when we're when we're talking, I didn't know what to do. I love like, the dead zone like, time. Just take it and run with it. Yeah, because nobody's doing anything. Like yeah, no, everyone's just like, that's when you're supposed dead. to relax and chill, though. Like, like you work your ass off. How many days, um, months out of the year? Yeah, yeah. Like, like we don't like you and you and myself. We don't really operate on a normal schedule. It's just when the work needs to get done, it's got to get done, and that's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's every day of the week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you have a dead zone from a six-day dead zone, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, yeah. just take that time and be like, "Kids, hey, I can relax." Yeah, but I didn't know what bit. to do. I've, oh, like, I've never yeah, been yeah. in that position. Like, so I didn't know what to do. Like, I wanted to go somewhere, I wanted to leave, but then you're just like, uh, yeah. Like, so I literally just sat on the couch and did nothing. Like, yeah. like I went to the gym a few times, went swimming. You know, I threw my back out swimming, which was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to swim. That's one of my resolutions as well. <laughs> Uh, he can swim, by the way. I had this talk with him. I was like, the fuck, Stevie? What do you mean you can't swim? It's not that he can't swim. And I think you need to tell people this. It's not that you can't swim. Yeah. It's that he's trying to do it at speed and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I'm trying to become like a, like a, like to do a triathlon. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I can't swim with my head underwater. So what happens is, is when I swim, I have to keep my head above water, which creates out. a drag. And then all of a sudden it pulls across the water, which makes me tired really fast. Yeah. So I get tired really fast. So like... Most of the times, I'll just flip on my back and I'll just swim backwards. Yeah, like if you're I'll do yeah. a backstroke or like even just float in the water and just swim backwards. 
Yeah, if you were to get dumped in a lake, though, you'd be... You I'd just die. flip on my back and float. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, the reason I brought up that dead zone time is because uh, during that dead zone time, uh, I use that to kind of relax and recalibrate, but during that, during those six or some odd days, I go through each one of those things and I write in detail what I want out of each one of them. You're pretty consistent, though, with your, with your goal setting, though. Like, you, you pretty get pretty much deep into it like you starting to right now uh monitor your food a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i'm going into i'm going into it's, so, it's a so lot it man it's a lot of shit to juggle man it is a lot of shit to juggle but it's kind of it's kind of cool like once you start doing it and organizing because it's learn that's one aspect that i'm very very weak on like my organizational skills are bad like i'll, yeah. I'll get into a, a, a stint where i like i'll organize everything and that'll be the work and then once it's organized, I like it, and then I don't organize again. Like yeah, I never use. I don't yeah. run the system. That's more so of a creative brain, though. That's the problem. Like, I, like my creative brain just kind of works on whatever. Like organized to. chaos, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I know what's going on. I know where things are. It's, it's certain things. And when stuff, when somebody moves something, I'm like, oh my god, where is everything? Yeah. But they say that. Um, what do they say? They say that uh, rigid structure is the key to freedom. Something along those lines is rigid structure. Rigid structure is the key to freedom. I know we're like routine. A routine, yeah. Routine like, is the key to freedom. Because yeah. you don't think about it. Discipline anymore. is the key to freedom. Routine is the key to freedom. Yeah. Yeah, because then all of a sudden you 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 just do things and you just don't actually think about it. Or have to think of what do I got to do now. You just get things done. Just shit gets done after yeah, a while. Because yeah. Because you just start running a routine and you start running cycles and you just basically like programming it in. So then you don't think about it. Because the, the the hardest thing. The hardest thing um, that takes the most amount of brain power is making decisions. So the more decisions you make in a day, the harder your day becomes. Mm -hmm. So like if you're if you're working in a business where you have to like do like like make decisions all day long, you're gonna get burnt you're gonna out. Get burnt out. So your decisions you make earlier in the day are gonna be much better than the decisions at the end of the day are gonna be pretty shitty. Because you're tired. You're tired and you're just like your decisions, you're just not... A little you're not, you don't care. You're not, as, you're not invested you're in not the You're not as decision. sharp, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not invested in the decisions. Well, like, so so some of the bigger guys, like, you know, stop, stop deciding what they're going to wear for, like, just removing smaller decisions that they don't have to do. So, like, wearing the same clothes every day, um, you know, eating the same breakfast every day, you know, driving the same route every day, because yeah. these are decisions you don't have to make. You just basically do it on autopilot. That's why... I bought $300 of this same shirt. The black one? The black one. I got a black and a gray one. I got I a bunch of black t-shirts, black t-shirts and white t-shirts. That's all you, you got to wear. You don't got to worry about what goes with what. Black goes fine with everything <laughs> yeah. and white goes fine with everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't get any logos. On, well, this one has a logo on it, but I try not to get any logos on my stuff. Yeah. No, I think that's buy, dope. Yeah, just buy like uh, buy the uh, Calvin Klein t-shirts and uh, whatever it is, like the Hanes, Hanes, Hanes t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, just whatever, yeah. But anyways, uh, focusing, well, right now, focus is on the health and getting that sort of side organized. So, uh, well, yeah, you've seen what I've been doing. I'm just kind of going through what everything costs. Actually, what I'm doing is I'm building out, because um, during, going way back, what we're talking about during this time between New Year's Eve or Christmas and New Year's Eve, I take that time to go through each one of those things. I'm just looking at the screen right now, man. I'm just thinking, like, we're, like, dressed the same. Like, <laughs> we almost... We got the same two. We don't even plan this stuff. People, well, no. people are going to start to think we look alike. No, 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 we don't. Though. That's the thing. Well, that's because we're brothers. That's, that's fine. my little big brother yeah, over there. It's my, it's my big little brother over there. But I'm taking, I, I, I went through and I, I did a detailed description of 
what I want for my fitness and like the goals that I want out of that. Okay. Especially coming back out of, uh, um, in 2015, I ended up catching pneumonia that lasted like, I was in the hospital for 2015. 2015. Yeah. Okay. It's going on four years now. Yeah. I remember when Actually, you three, pneumonia. That's three and a half years. Yeah. And it really screwed me up. And then I ended up catching very bad bronchitis, like multiple times after that. And I ended up losing about 80 pounds um you know relatively short time and just like my overall fitness went to shit and then i said enough's enough and i went back to the gym and i did that for about four to five months and there was a couple months in between i was able to work out but nothing like crazy consistent um and then i was in the gym for about yeah four to five months then i ended up breaking my rib i got a fractured rib last october and uh that took me out of the gym for a little bit longer which was like I, i i spent about two weeks trying to work through it and then I was like, no, I can't do it, man. It was in such pain. I was like, I'm probably doing... How did you doing... break your rib again? I was playing basketball. I got, I got, uh, I was playing defense on... Spenny elbow you in the chest? No, Spenny was on my team. Oh. Yeah, Spence was on my team. <laughs> Yo, shout out Spenny Campbell, man. Spenny Campbell. Yeah, oh, man, the flat. Flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's yeah. a whole saga for another time. Yeah, well, another time. We got to research the, glo- the globe theory. Yeah, we got to research the globe theory. Yeah, man, uh, flat earth. Jeez, this shit's wild. Okay, anyway, so... Uh, I got elbowed in the rib and he got me right in the right spot and it just, it fractured one of my ribs and I was so, I, I did not want to go to the doctor because I didn't want, I didn't want to actually know I had a fractured rib. So I was just like, nah, it's, it's fine. And I was like, I did well, that. What are they going to do? No, they don't the, do anything. They're not going to do anything for a rib. They just say, yeah, it's fractured. Yeah, just, uh, just relax for a bit. Yeah, your shit's busted. So then I, I had to take <laughs> another three months off the gym and then, and then I got so mad because like my fitness is something that's like been a part of my life since I was a kid. So it just sucks not being fit and not being strong and feeling weak and sluggish and all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, part of the fitness and part of that boils down to the diet. And so I'm breaking down right now with my food. I'm breaking down uh, eating organic versus eating just regular stuff. But what I've done is I'm making different meals for my meal prep and my meal plan for for the type of like gains that I want to see in the gym. I'm making one with strictly organic products and seeing how much everything costs. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through like uh, non-organic and see how much all that shit costs. So I, I've broken it down to how much one mushroom costs. Well, I was thinking about like how much everything costs. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's I think I think the mushroom at the organic spot was what? 18 cents. It was 18 cents a mushroom at the organic spot. I haven't done the non-organic, but what I'm finding with organic is the protein, like the meat. And if anyone can comment, actually, because I need help with this, if anyone can give me a, a suggestion for a type of protein that's not as expensive as chicken, steak, or fish, because I'm going to these organic places and I paid 22 bucks for two chicken breasts. I can't, like, it was just like, it's pretty wild. 22 bucks for two chicken breasts. And I bought a, a, a piece of salmon for Dude, nine, that $19. Means that's, that's like, that's crazy. Dude, the prices are insane. They're insane. But that was a juicy breast, though. It was pretty thick. Yeah, yeah, but $22. 11 bucks a chicken breast you if can go to both you could probably eat two chicken breasts in one sitting yeah so it's like 22 dollar meal right there Boom. yeah and you can go to you can go to walmart and you can get like one two three four well, you can get one of those boxes full of like frozen for 22 breasts. for 23 bucks yeah like full frozen boxes of like all these chicken breasts yeah and you have i don't like, know you have like i don't know how good breasts. that is for you though that's what i'm saying like uh, i want to see the difference in price and i'm going to eat all these meals and I'm gonna see what I can get as far as nutri- nutrient value and energy out of the are one you, meal. Are you, are you, did you start with the organic and then go to the crappier food and see if you feel a difference? Yeah, I'm gonna make Instead my body really. The other way? Yeah, I'm gonna make my body feel really, really good, and then see if I can make it feel shitty. 
Well, don't make it feel shitty. Well, but not try shitty, to but ma ma match it and see if they can do it with a cheap. Because, like, like we said, we worked out the prices, and like, for two meals a day, you said you were averaging about five, five. No, no, no. Two meals a day. It's um, it's about seven seventy-five. So, but most people eat three. On yeah. Average? No, I'm gonna have three. I'm gonna have four. So three meals a day. So we're looking at about fifteen, twenty bucks. Twenty-one dollars. Twenty. So six, twenty. Bucks. Let's make it for easy math. Twenty bucks a day. On organic, yeah. On organic, yeah. Multiply that by thirty that's days. That's six hundred. That's only that's two. That's six hundred dollars a month on food. Dude, I was way past that when I was like full on powerlifting. I was like, I was like. That was the one problem I had when I was lift when I was working out. You're hungry I could, all the time. I couldn't. I, you work out all the time and you're super hungry and you can't keep up with the food. You can't keep up with the food. It's you can. too expensive. Like oh, no. no, it's too expensive. Like I remember when I was when I was uh, when I was full time training and stuff like that. Like. It was so hard. I wasn't making enough money to basically all the money that you make has to go to right into food. food. Because you're when you're like, training, you got to look the part. Like a total side note, yeah. it kind of drives me mental when I see trainers who are like not in. I'm not throwing shade at anyone. Like they're like usually if, the best. They're like coaches, though. That's the problem. That's the difference. I think so. Yeah. So like because it, it, it works both ways. I've dealt with like the trainers who are like kind of chubby have the most knowledge and the trainers who are basically like ripped just train themselves but they don't know how to I can they don't see know that. how to yes, teach I, other I, people. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So they don't know really understand what they're doing. They just basically just work out because whatever feels good, but they they have a they have a problem training other people. Yeah. Um, especially with like early trainers. Like you notice I'm like, "Oh, that guy's in good shape," you know, blah blah blah, but like That's what I'm saying. I think trying to make you, you do his workouts, but yet you're dealing not with someone who's yet. overweight and doesn't know how to deal with that. But the textbook training is not good either because everyone squats differently because every like just uh, the squat for example that how they teach it in a textbook is not how like it's done ninety five percent of the time in real life. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Any trainers listening to this, but it's kind of true because we all have different bone structures and like someone's femur in the textbook may be a little bit longer in real life. So he's got to adjust see, his shit. The thing is, is that you watch. So when you do watch it for the squat, you watch to make sure that everything is in the He's line. Yeah, yeah you, make the, you make the line. But some trainers, I see. I, sometimes I see trainers not doing that. I'm like, that's a like, textbook squat, but you're gonna kill that guy's knees. Well, not even that. Like sometimes you're watching, like their backs all messed up, like they're lifting with their back. Yeah, and, and it's like, like what just, are you just doing? doing? Weird stuff, like, or it looks almost like a good morning instead of like an actual squat. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna blow like, your lower back out doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah, good yeah. morning and squat are two totally separate things. Totally separate things, but yeah, you got, like you're mixing, you're mixing up together. Yeah. <laughs> Just like what is going on and here? The trainer's looking at this shit like with his little clipboard. Like yeah, but, oh, he's yeah. just making counts. He's not really paying attention. He's not even I'm paying like, attention. You're just a counter. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like I've seen that. I've I seen know. Him. I'm like, I'm like so. that trainer's just a counter. Yeah, you're you know, not like what are you doing? What are you? So yeah. like, uh, but yeah, teach their own. Sometimes people just want just need someone to hold them accountable. Yeah, that's, that's what I found. It. I found most of the times I had to stop training because I became a psychologist. I wasn't even a personal trainer. I was a psychologist half the time. I'm like, man, I didn't want to hear about people's problems, <laughs> you know. Well, but when we had Kevin on the show, that was like one of the biggest parts of it. It's the biggest part. Like, psychology you know, like, behind it. It, it yeah. is. It's all a psychology because, like, the 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 reason why people don't work out is has nothing to do with them. They're physical. It has to 100 percent to do with here. the software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the discipline true. and the and the mental mental blocks that they're having. Yeah. So, like, because it's the hardest thing, like dealing with your own mental brain and your brain telling you what to do when you. You know, letting your flesh. What did what, what did uh, what did Buddy say? Yeah, Tempest yeah. says tofu. Tempest is tofu a good source of? T does tofu have anything in it? I don't know. Just Isn't people, yeah, people. I think our temps. Are you trolling me right now? Isn't tofu just like? Um, 
a bunch of nothing inside of it, or am I fully out the line? soy, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to grow boobs. Like, <laughs> I'm not eating no soy. What do you think this is? I'm trying to get my estrogen growing up here. No, Temps, <laughs> I'm trying to get rid of boobs. Okay, I don't want them. Not on me, Temps. Okay, so we got health. Okay, no, no, no. We're talking about, I, I see this, but we're talking about uh, eating and yeah. having, a, having a, enough money. I want to finish this because okay. you're saying like... Like not having enough money to get your calories in. Oh, I'm just like training. no, but I'm just like yeah, I'm just like six hundred bucks. That's not even a lot, food. man. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not a lot. I'm saying like, like six hundred bucks is fairly reasonable. Like, when you start getting up into the thousands, like fifteen hundred is what I was spending. I was around fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's a lot. I was of pounding money. back like, like there'll be people who watch this who can attest to the diet I was on. And it was like, it was crazy. It was, it I'm was 12 eggs I'm, a day. I'm, like, wondering, I'm wondering if we can get away with like doing like a, like a $5 a day meals. I, I could. I could probably not. That's what I'm saying. If someone can get organic protein, like shoot me a message of, of where good organic protein's from. Because like what's if you killing cut me? Meat, if you cut meat out of your diet, if you cut meat out of your diet, you might actually like uh, be able to save a ton of money. Yeah, because that's what I'm finding is what's the most expensive is the organic shit. But... Uh, being in business and seeing how things operate, when you do stuff at scale, like how like non-organic farms do chickens, and they're they're no longer uh, an animal anymore. They're more so of a unit or they're a product. Like they're mm-hmm. not like like they don't view them as animals. They're just like uh, uh, that's what they sell. They're widgets. They're like yeah. they're in, you can break one and they don't care. There's so many of these chickens, eggs, yeah. cows. Like they're just so mass produced. But when you mass produce shit, the cost of that goes the cost of doing that goes way down. And that's why, or the organic shit, one of the reasons why is it's so expensive because... They need to, co- they need to cover their losses for their farm and yeah. stuff like that. They don't have as much. They don't sell as they much. They don't sell as much. They're basically running like little farmer's market stuff. So they got to basically make enough money for them to have their little farms. Yeah. You know, so like, it's almost like a gimmick. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I, don't have, I don't have my system in place yet. So I'm, uh, I'm selling these chickens you know, yeah. that I just kind of have in my backyard and let them run free. Yeah, it's kind of like a, yeah. It's a little bit. And then the other guy's got his, like, system in place. It's all systemized. The whole thing systemized. It maximizes the amount of chickens he can get out. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's it's cheaper. And they're they're going to the point where now they're maximizing these things by filling them with hormones and growth hormones. That's the worst, man. Like, I've seen, like, even in China, like, they sell shrimp by the the poundage. Yeah. So they'll literally go. I'm wondering, like, how much more money do you make by spending that much money on, like. On the hormones? No, on on the labor. To do that, like they'll grab the, the shrimp and they'll and fill, fill it up it with, with some silicone. weird shit. It's silicone. It's like it's a it's a, a water based silicone. It, plum, it plumps it up. It right? just plumps it up and adds weight to yeah, it. Adds weight to it. Yeah, they so do that with chicken breast. They fill it with they water. They just fill it with with a like a gelatin. A gelatin water. shit. Yeah. So all it does is it basically just makes it heavier. It's not really it's pro- toxin for you, but it's like I'm like, wow, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Yeah, these people aren't these people aren't silly. They're not stupid though. They know that they. The, the more the money that they get out of putting this, the outweighs the, the cost of doing it. Yeah. So right? they must. And it probably must. eclipses it like huge. Maybe. Yeah, especially bro. especially with like. Well, like if you yeah if you got and pounds shit. and stuff like that, like if you're if you got like a whole bunch of pounds, like let's say, you're literally selling like you know. Uh, these these companies sell millions like of pounds. pounds or another, yeah, they sell millions of pounds extra. Yeah. On top of that, for on the top. silicone, yeah, whatever the, your weight of their silicone was. And then they, they and the guy it. to do it, and they get someone to do it to just pump it in. So who's there? Who's there has to manage it anyway. So as he's managing each one, he just pumps. Check, he just he pumps just, it in real quick. Silicone costs you 
pennies for pennies. pennies. It's all it is is nothing. But they're selling it for more because it's in the shrimp. Yeah, so each so each they're, little they're, pump probably. So they're almost. Be, they're not even making money on the shrimp. They're making money on the silicone. They, yeah, they might even be making money on the silicone. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But that. Like, hey, Jason Prescott, what's up? Thanks for uh, hopping on board, man. Missed you too, buddy. Thanks for uh, coming on board. Yo, Jason Prescott, do you have any um, uh, ideas for organic protein sources that's not meat? Shoot, shoot a message. You're a smart, uh, very smart fella. Shoot us a message, my man. Jace Prescott. What's up, Jay? Yeah, he's dope. But anyways, they're probably making so much money on just the silicone. What happens if the silicone, they're making more money on the silicone? That's than what I'm saying. The they product. will be making more money on the silicone. In the product. That's like, nuts. Because like, like, if you pump it full of silicone, the, the more you get into the shrimp, yeah. the more money you make. Yeah, yeah. Because it weighs more. But you're getting, you're getting the weight not on the weight of the silicone. You're getting the weight of the weight of the shrimp. Yeah. So like if shrimp costs, I'm making this number up, I have no idea, but let's say shrimp costs uh, uh, five cents or 10 cents a pound or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. I, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but the silicone costs them like a penny. Yeah. And if they put in like three- Three pumps. Pound, three pumps in there, yeah. all of a sudden, what cost them three pennies just made them 40 yeah, bucks. I get it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, or I 40 cents, it. right? So I'm just like, so that's why it makes sense for them to do that. And, th and that's why, and they also look a little bit better, and people don't know that, because when you go to a grocery store and you see a nice plump chicken breast, you're like, wow, that one's good. You know, like, that's nice and not plump. Not knowing that it's been not like... Not knowing that it's been like... It's been, it's been just filled with some shit. Jacked up with some, some uh, silly, like, water, water, water gelatin. Yeah, I don't even know what shit is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. And you're like, wow, it's only $20 for 500 of these chicken breasts. Take the whole box. Yeah, probably when that chicken breast amazing. was actually not even that much, it was actually, like, probably, like... Yeah, half I know. the price because yeah. the rest of it is just water weight. Yeah. yeah. Well, in all honesty, I know, I know a few people that run grocery stores, like have grocery stores, and margins on groceries aren't that high. It's a big volume business. Yeah. Like a, like a, a real Canadian superstore or Loblaws, volume, volume, volume. Margins are very low. Well, the other thing is, is about what, if you go to the grocery store, how many companies are actually like running those grocery stores? Like, how it was was four now? Three, three or four, yeah. Four? No, when like, you go up the pyramid, yeah. yeah before it was like before it was ten, and now it's gone down to like three. Well, they just keep buying. Four, just four keep... companies basically control all the food. Yeah. So that's why those prices at those set companies are so low, because they, they do so much volume. They do so much volume, um, and the other things are so high. So I could probably get those organic meals down if I can find a. A better protein source than or steak, chicken, we, chicken, or fish. We talked about this before, which would be kind of interesting. Is if you can get a group of people together, let's say you get ten people and actually buy bulk from the farm. From a farm, yeah. Like buy a cow and cut it up, like you yeah. know. You like, need you need deep freezers and shit. Yeah, yeah, but you can people have deep freezers. Yeah, you that's know, like true. Deep freezers, but like you get like ten people to buy a cow, pitch in on a cow, each one pays four hundred bucks. Yeah. Boom, you got meat for a year. That's what I was telling you that I used to do as a kid. My parents, we'd, we'd buy uh, either a full cow or half a cow or three-quarter cows and then buy our chickens from a place. And then you got a big deep freeze. I don't know. How the hell did that deep freezer even get in the basement? The thing was huge. <laughs> how, how did it get that? Did you build the house around this? No, thing? you carry it. I'm now. just thinking of the door that that thing went in in the basement. And I'm like, as a kid in my parents' house, I'm like, how did that even get in there? Yeah. Anyways, the thing you open it up and there was a cow in there. But like, like, look at that! Like four hundred bucks. Like if ten people pay four hundred. I don't know. I don't know how much a cow, cow is. Cows yeah. go four, four grand, four or five grand. You looked into it? Well, I was on a cattle farm for a while. Like I didn't work a cattle farm, but I was filming in a cattle farm, so I've asked. Yeah. So they're about four, they get about four or five grand per cow, depending on the size and the weight, right? Jason Prescott's telling me hemp hearts or quinoa. Hemp hearts. Hemp hearts are good. Hemp hearts are like a crazy amount of protein, actually. Hemp hearts are really good for you. I don't know what that is. A hemp heart? 
Yeah, I know about chicken heart. We're talking about chicken heart. No, hemp hearts are like these little, um, they're tiny. They're like the size of a quinoa, actually, okay. or like a piece of couscous. Okay. I don't. Ex- I, I have hemp hearts all the time. I put them in my protein shake. Yeah, I don't know how much they are. They're, they're pretty expensive, but they're less than um, $22 for two chicken breasts, that's yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Can you eat, can it, Jason, can you cook hemp hearts? I don't know if you could cook them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so... That's our health section. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I, I have clearly ri- written down uh, a goal. And this is what I think is extremely important when you're looking at goal setting, is write down exactly what you want from said goal and a clear vision. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things. So when I, when I say what I want my body to look like and feel like and do, so it's like look, feel, and do. Because you, you can look a certain way, you can feel a certain way, but if you can't do something, what's the point? Yeah. Right? If you could do something and you, and you don't look this way, what was the third one? I don't know. Do? Do. Look, look, feel, feel and do. do. Yeah, so if you can look a certain way, feel a certain way, but can't do something, what's the point? If you can feel a certain way and do a certain thing, but you don't look how you want to look, kind of like, what's the point? There's like many facets to fitness yeah. that kind of interlock, right? Does that make any sense? Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying like, you could be, you could look a certain way, you could feel a certain way, but you can't play basketball. Like you can't be, you're not athletic. You can't do what you actually want to go out there and do. Okay. Like you look good, you feel great, but like there's something that you've done in your training that doesn't allow you to do. That kind of mixes it into the whole thing about the three circles. When you match the three circles, you have to match your passion to your opportunity, to your desire. Yeah, like, there's like, like a sweet point is what I'm your, saying. To your opportunity, to your skill set, right? So, yeah. So if you, if you have those three circles, so if you draw it out as a, you know, Put his three circles and then they have them over interlaced in the center is the sweet spot where your passion uh your ability and your opportunity all meet yeah exactly because so like, sometimes you might be uh you know super passionate about you know whatever say, playing basketball yeah super passionate about playing basketball and you even have a good uh, ability to play basketball but there's no teams to play to for. play there's it on no it does yeah there's no point yeah and that's then, that's kind of what you i was know, saying like or else you have an opportunity to play basketball right uh, and you have a passion to play, but you suck. Balls. You suck, yeah. So it might not be the best position for you to be in, yeah. right? That's what so, I was trying to. That's yeah. exactly what so I was trying to say with the that's, fitness. Thing. That's kind of how it's got to work. So it goes from um, it goes from your your passion, uh, so opportunity, your opportunity, and ability. And ability. So yeah. those are the three that you have to match up together and to get the sweet spot. The sweet spot, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I was saying with the fitness. Anyways, I, I visualize in each one of those areas the be, look, and do. Yeah. Um, or uh, look, do, and feel. I, I wrote down exactly how I want each one of those things to go. Yeah. So then I've done that with all those little categories, with how I want to uh, have relationships with friends, uh, the fitness one, financial one, uh, how I want business side of things to go. And then, um, yeah, that's about it for those ones. Yeah, it's a lot of planning. So I, I think the biggest thing uh, I want to take into account, like, so when you're thinking about planning for um, anything, you've got to remember that your thoughts uh, your thoughts are going to control your um, your beliefs. Your beliefs are going to control your feelings. Your feelings are going to control your actions, and then your actions are going to control your reality. So you have to kind of keep that in mind when you're doing all this stuff. But I also started to realize too that a lot of times people look into the future all the time, and you get stressed out. And you get stressed because like there's there's three lives you can actually live. If you if you're living in the future and you're constantly focusing and trying to predict what's going to come next and trying to figure things out and make decisions based on things that were never even presented to you, uh, you're living in stress. 
uh, majority like anxiousness or nervous anxious you're nervous you you're, you're anxiety you're making choices yeah, yeah. that are not actually presented to you you know that you don't have control over because we don't have control over the only thing we have control over is our choices and uh, our choices are presented to us through seeking so when you seek you can seek things and then you can be presented an option or a choice but you can't make choices that are not available to you and most people do that they live in they live in the future and they're constantly thinking about the future or worried about the future and they're not enjoying the moment right now um, the second thing is is most people sometimes go and they, they live in the past so when you're living in your memories a lot and you're focusing on how you used to be what you used to do sad and depressed you're sad and depressed so like it's uh, uh, even when you had a good memory you're looking it at a makes good you sad a little it makes bit. you sad because you like, oh, I remember the good times, right? Yeah. Or if you think about sad stuff. So thinking, in going into your memories and going into the past always brings up sadness and depression because it's something that's no longer... Not every, not every time, but I know what you're saying. Most like, of the times. Like, like when, you, when you think of something really, really happy, you don't have to be like, oh, I wish it was like that. No, but most of the but times, a lot of people but it do does. That. Yeah, it a lot does. Of it happens. You go like, oh, that was such a great time in my life, and then they compare that moment to now. To now. And they're like, oh, well. And then, then that's then when it's happening. Yeah. But when you live in the now, uh, and you focus on on the choices and opportunities that you get in in the now, that'll push you towards, towards the vision. Towards. So the main thing, the main thing when you're when you're goal setting, is important is to decide where you want to go and who you are at that time. And then make every decision and every choice in the today. That'll put you towards To there. push you towards that direction. That's yeah. it, that's all you can do. That's all you have to do. Never think about it again. Never try to figure out how to get there. Like literally the just- The how doesn't matter. The how doesn't you, matter. You won't know the how, we're not you don't smart know. enough. We're not smart enough, we can't figure it out. Yeah. Right? You might make this beautiful plan on how to get to there. Like let's say for instance you're saying, ah, I wanna be an actor. Say, okay, so you want to be an actor. Perfect. Where do you want to be an actor? I want to be an actor in Hollywood. I want to work on big Hollywood films. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So now you say, okay, you want to be a big Hollywood actor. Now you got to start making choices to, make a, to, to become, become a big, big Hollywood, Hollywood actor. So yeah. you're saying, okay, well, first of all, I should probably live Take in Hollywood. Or, or I need to like, am I a good enough actor to be in Hollywood? Okay, maybe I just need to learn some acting. You know, then I'm going to have to like... Uh, maybe go live in Hollywood and then maybe I'm gonna have to meet some people that are making Hollywood films like these are things that you think about at the time that will push you in that direction so every opportunity that comes to you that says hey this is gonna be closer to my Hollywood acting dream take it you take it right you say that's a, that's a choice because those are signs and signals that what your desire and what you want it's in coming life true is coming true you just need to just be aware and present in the moment to basically take those choices. That's really deep, actually. I started living that way uh, many years ago, and like I don't get too crazy stressed out or upset when things quote unquote don't work out for me. Yeah. Because I actually read a book by um, uh, Asking and Is Given by uh, Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of that, but anyways, um, it essentially s switched a little. Uh, a lot of these paradigms that we have are like when something bad happens to you, uh, switch that from bad to it's le I'm learning and growing, and as opposed to, oh, woe is me, uh, instead of say, this happened to me. This happened for this you. This happened for me. Yeah, because like one, me to a, my, a, lot my of, a lot of times, like, you have to, it's like, and this is what I'm kind of learning, like, so I don't want to get too religious on everybody here and stuff like that, but like since I've been kind of doing the whole spiritual journey and stuff like that, 
there's a difference between putting ourselves and 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 trying to make ourselves God, and then submitting and just letting God take care of us. Yeah, there's they say let go and let God is one of the biggest. Yeah, things. if you let go and let God take care of you, He knows what's best for you. He knows what's better for you than you know for yourself. So what ends up happening is that you start making these choices that you think this is a good decision and a good place to go. You end up going off the path that you're supposed to go on and shit starts falling apart all around you because that's not the path. You're not supposed to be on that path. It's you, the wrong vision. You can kind of sense that too sometimes when you're going against it. You're going against Have you ever grain. gone against that feeling and you're just like, I shouldn't be doing this and it's just not working? Yeah. Have you ever just kind of, for, you're trying to like force <laughs> you're it? You're trying to force stuff and like yeah. realistically, like there's a few things. So one, it's, it's good to just float. Because like if you learn how to like the only thing that's actually consistent in life is change. So one, you have to be willing to accept change and change happens all the time. Like nothing stays actually um, constant ever in, in, in the universe. Nothing stays constant. Everything's always changing. Even, our, even our bodies are constantly changing. Like who I am today, I'm physically not, not the, the same, same yeah, person because my cells are dying there. and regenerating themselves. Yeah. So I'm not physically my my even my body's not even the same body. They say uh, things change, but nothing changes. But still, there are changes. Yeah, everything. It sounds very meta, but everything's adapting. And, and and you start to realize when you actually get stuck and you're not actually doing anything, you're not actually changing or growing and experiencing life. You kind of feel sometimes stuck. And you're just like, that's when real depression kicks in. And, and you're just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm running the same routine. I'm watching the same TV shows. I've been you're not before, actually yeah. watching the same TV shows. It's a completely different show. There's still change happening. It's the same bullshit. Though. But it's, it's the, the same, same bullshit. It's you're still in the same bullshit. Thing, you're going yeah. to the same bullshit job. You're going in there. You're saying the same punch lines. Punching the clock, over same punch shit. Punching the yeah. clock. You're saying, hey, what's going on? Same bullshit greetings and stuff like that. And you're not learning anything. But it's yeah. never the same. It's the same shit, different day. Different day. I've actually experienced that same shit, different day. Different day. Yeah, you're just like, fuck, this is the exact same thing, but different yeah. day, but yeah, totally like different, day. but the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a perpetual same shit, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. It's a different day. And then you're like, and then it's 2019. You're like, where the fuck? Right? Like, <laughs> people get stuck like that, though. They get stuck in that every day is the same. It's every a, day it, is different, and but it, the same. It's, what ends up happening is what causes that is fear. Is fear of the unknown. You right. think, yeah, yeah. Big time. So, like, uh, so some people thrive on that. They love to have the unknown always happen and, and it's new adventure and it's new experience, right? Like, you have uh, on average about like, uh, like uh, well, there, there's different tests and stuff, but there's like four different types of personality types that you can kind of have. You have like, you have like your uh, explorer, um, you have like your performer. So, your explorer is like someone who goes out and constantly looking for. Uh, external stimulation to learn stuff. Uh, you have your performer who's more in tune with the body. It's more internal, but they're very in tune with their own physical body and the whole physical environment they're in. Um, and then you have like your traditionalists are just basically need that security. They need that. They need that person who's working as a fireman. They know they, um, you know, have like a set government job or a police job and has that fal that false sense of security or, or a security that they have a set paycheck every month and they have a set budget every month and like everything is just like yeah. zero stress, right? And then you have like Oracle kind of thing, people who are just kind of like floating around, floating around and, and kind of like can see things or do, they're just all over the place, right? Um, they're always in their head. Like those are the people that are just always in their head. I guess it's the best way to say it, just thinkers. I know some of those people, yeah. You know, like just think all the time and they're just constantly thinking, thinking. thinking but not thinking, doing anything, they're just thinking? Yeah, just thinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like, and just, like, 
you can't do this, shouldn't do that, why don't do this, blah, blah, and just stress. And like stress yeah, they're stressed, they're the stress bodies. Yeah, stress uh, bodies, right? People stress me all the way around me. Like when I see someone like that, I'm like, stay away. Like I said, I'm the most chill, like I'm not stressed, like things will happen to me. And I'm yeah. just kind of like, well, you know, that fucking sucks. Like I remember my bike got stolen. Uh, yeah, that was sucked. It sucks, yeah. And it was, it pissed me off because it was like, that was a gift from my dad. And I'm more so mad that I got something taken away because like, Things from my dad are very, like, I don't have many, like, actual things yeah. that he's given me, right? So, like, if someone takes that, like, I've had his, like, the cell phone he gave me uh, got stolen. That bike got stolen. There's a few other things I've lost, like, out of my control. But um, that was what, that was what kind of upset me. Not so much the bike, even though it was, like, a, it was like $1,800 bike or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because you can replace the bike, I can replace but you can't that. replace, I can't replace that replace bike. I can't replace that bike. Yeah. So if anyone, if, if anyone's watching and you freaking stole my bike, can I get it back? For this? I'll pay you for it. Like, I'll pay you for it. I'll, I'll buy it off you. I just want it because my dad gave it. I just want that specific it. bike. You know, yeah. I'll just buy it off of you. I just remember how happy he was when he gave me the bike. And I was like, I, I looked at him and he looked at me. And I was happy because he was like so happy to give me yeah. that gift. Like I was so stoked to get it. But I was so stoked to get it because he was so happy to give it to me. Yeah. And it was a weird and wild tangent. But I'm saying I had that taken away from me. And I, I wasn't even that like crazy pissed off. I remember just like, I, I looked at it objectively and I looked at the, 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 the cable that was around my bike and had a big snip in it and the cocksucker left it. Like he didn't even take the lock, he snapped in half. He just, just cut it, took just the bike and gone. cut it and took the bike. So I'm standing there outside of the gym looking at this <laughs> bike rack and this lock that snapped. And I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I was like, well, I guess, I guess. And then I walked home like real sad, but like, I was maybe sad for about six minutes, and I was like, you know what? Uh, bike stolen, not much I can do about it. I went to a couple pawn shops, and then I walked around the ghetto for like an hour and a half. Did you try like, Kijiji again? I did, yeah, I went on Kijiji, yeah. I, was, I, I spent about all of like 18 hours looking for my bike, and I was like, okay, this is a needle in a haystack. And, 18 uh, hours, you gotta like look for it like the next second or third day. I'm saying 18 hours and like, like six hours that day, five hours oh, here, yeah, four yeah, hours yeah. There, for about a week. But I, I look for it, and then I'll I, I, I scroll Kijiji for about an hour. You know what you should have done is on, go, on Google, you should actually put a keyword. Put a bunch of keyword searches so every time they pop up, you would get sent a notification. Oh, I should have done that, like a, uh, a Google alert. A Google alert. Does Google, does, I don't think Google alert goes through Kijiji. Ah, can you do that? Okay, next time my bike gets yeah, stolen, Kijiji's I'm going to Kijiji. Google. I don't think you get Kijiji updates from Google alerts, though. No? No, I don't think it'd be too much. Like you get them from actual web, not Google alerts. But Kijiji's on a website, is what I'm saying. Kijiji is a website. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Okay, cool. For next time, life hack, if something of yours gets stolen, uh, this is a good marketing thing too. If you ever run out of uh, ideas for copy or ideas for blog posts, set up Google alerts in the niche that you want to have. Let's say I want, let's say I want uh, the niche of ladders. Yeah set up Google alerts, just Google Google alerts, set up the, the key phrase you want to get notified. Google will send you a ping and an email every time that something pops up, a news article, a post about that certain subject. About whatever you want to learn about. Yeah, so if it's ladders and, you want to, and you're selling ladders or you got a blog dedicated towards ladders, you can set a Google alert up for ladders, biggest ladder, best ladder, ladder this, ladder that, the ladder convention, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing shit out there. But yeah. now if something gets stolen, set up the Google alert for like that, that specific, specific item, item that got that's stolen. stolen. Yeah. It'll pop up, yeah. It'll pop up and put in the Edmonton and the Edmonton, and the yeah, Edmonton, yeah, yeah, bike. Yeah. Crazy, anyways, that's a great, great idea. But when I, when, 
I'm just trying to make the massive point, like a, a really roundabout way to say that I'm not very stressed out when quote unquote bad things happen to me. Yeah. So I don't think anything bad happens to me. All I was taught there was get a better lock. And next time you lock up your bike, the world is a cruel and hard place. So take the front tire off and take your seat off. If it still gets stolen after that, the bike wasn't meant to be mine in the first place. Yeah. So you're just, I, I had a shitty lock apparently. Someone needed that bike more than and, you. Uh, <laughs> no, fuck that guy still. Like that guy can go fuck it. Like I hate him. I don't, I, I don't want to say I hate him, but screw that guy. Um, I just know that I could have done better to protect myself. So that's a, that's a me problem. I, I screwed up by not yeah, getting, yeah. anyways, I'm just saying when someone's like a stress case, like one of those ones, I'm like, stay away from me. Cause like, I don't need that stress. Cause I got enough in my own life that I'm like dodging and freaking, <laughs> <laughs> it takes, it takes some effort to like, to like, like send, I'm not saying I'm a guru or anything like that, but it takes a decent amount of effort when something completely shitty happens to you and just, and then like letting it go off your back, you know, like it's like, like a, being like the duck. I say, yeah, being the duck. Yeah. Just the, let the water flow off your back. Yeah. A lot of flow off your back. <laughs> you're, you're very good at doing that too. Like some, well, I think I'm really better now. I like really, really good at it. Like I, it's been surprising. Like I haven't felt, I haven't been feeling other people's energy lately. So it's been like, I haven't been affected very much. Yeah. So I've been able to stay in like this, a zen, this state. zen state where I'm always happy and I feel really good and I don't really look for anything. And I, I think that comes to more in being content in your, in, in, in the place that you are. Mm -hmm. So once you become happy and not needing anything, yeah, then you're just happy all the time. It's just like everything else is just a bonus. You're yeah. just like, Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. You know, like, so like right now, like maybe, maybe a little bone broth might be pretty happy, but like outside of that, like what else do I have going on? Dude, when you have that first thing of bone broth, you're going to be, <laughs> remember when I had my first meal? You were so excited. Oh, yo, the next day, shout out Norman Campbell, Spencer Campbell, the whole Campbell family. I was invited over for a, a Christmas Eve sort of get together, but I had, this was bad. This is don't, I don't break a fast ever with cheese, but there was like this big cheese board. But with the cheese board were these imported pears from where is it? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Apparently yep. they make really nice pears. These pears are like $8 each. Is that each. that brown pear you showed me? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, these pears are from Portland. Uh, they make really great pears. Uh, this guy, uh, I don't even say this guy. He's like a conductor and um, a uh, uh, composer from Notre Dame. He's like the only non-French, like straight up non-French person to ever work in Notre Dame. He's famous in Paris and famous in Europe. Anyways, he brings this cheese board over to this guy's house. Long story short is I put that piece of pear in my mouth and I was like, I, I think I, I think I had sex with myself for, I don't know. I had this pear and I was just like, oh, it was so good. So when you, when you start eating again, Stevie, like, and that was after a 120 hour fast, like food is so good. So when you have that bone broth, like. It'll be good, man. Have a raspberry too, like just splurge. I'm excited. A, I'm excited to just get like some meals prepped up and like get some like food, like really like yeah, get going and just like just slowly start introducing food into the diet and like I don't even think I want to eat like a lot. Like I don't even need to. I, I think I'm because you know, I'm not. I don't feel hungry. I just, just I have no taste in my mouth. Yeah, no, I know the taste is the taste is that's dope the to take problem. Away. I just want to just have like something in my like I want to have a berry in my mouth to just basically like Aww. oh that's 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 what hits you. I know you're not even hungry. It's the shit in your mouth that like you crave food. It's yeah. wild when you when you starve yourself out of not having food and you have it. Yeah, it's just like the taste is crazy. 
But here's another, here's another compartment uh, going back on track is the spiritual side of things. And um, like we're talking financial, we're talking physical, we're talking business-wise. And the spiritual side. The spiritual side of things. Yeah. So what, what I do, and I've learned this from uh, a lot of reading. Oh, and the self-development thing too. I've got like a self-development compartment. Yeah. But you write your goals down, like what you want to achieve from said goal, right? And then you just have to do the action steps in order to hit them. It's not, not too, too crazy difficult. Like for an example is, um, I want to read two books a month, right? That's one thing that I want to do. So you just have to be disciplined enough to do it. Now. And then you just got to read your 15 to 30 pages a day, Yeah. right? And what do, you, what do I want to gain yeah, from those two books down, a month? You yeah. just break it down. Break it's it not down and see it. Like a lot of times, what in, the, the biggest problem that people do is they underestimate how much you can actually accomplish in a year and overestimate how much they can do in a day. Yeah. Simplify your days, do one or two things a day. And it all adds up, like little and baby ja steps. Just little baby steps, one or two things a day and do those one or two things super well, super good, and they just start stacking up on top of each other like, like well-proper bricks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden at the end of the year, you look back and go, whoa, man, I killed that year. I did so many little, small little things really, really well. Yeah instead of just doing a bunch of stuff that doesn't go anywhere or, or spinning your tires and doing this just most people are just busy being busy and that's that comes, I've been there before and that We've comes, all been there. and that comes from those things that I was telling you about is about being stressed and actually doing things that don't actually benefit you you know yeah like getting yeah stopping things that don't serve you that don't serve you so what ends up happening is you end up working in a, in a sense where you just like uh, like I'll give you an example, like you're, you're spending, let's say you're trying to look for work. Let's say you're trying to like in the business, so I'm like your sales guy. So you're trying to do some sales and you're constantly selling or trying to push this direction and you're doing all this work over here, but then the sale comes from over here. It had nothing to do with what you did over here. Zero. Yeah, so, you put, so you look back and you go, well, I spent so much time and it didn't I didn't get anything from it. So you're just thinking like, my yield came from over here. So take a look around and see where your yield is coming from. That's also the 80-20 rule. Which? The 80-20 rule. 80%, like this is a kind of a business slash sales rule, but 80% of your business will come from 20% of the, the, the work that you put into a very focused area. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, it, just, it just boils down to you want to be in that very focused area to, to give you that 80 that 80 percent pull you just have to basically look around and see what's actually happening and be very very aware of your surroundings but mm -hmm. like like i said but that's that's where the real efficiency comes in because most people are just too busy like just trying to get shit done and i'm just like well what shit are you getting done yeah is it benefiting you like are you getting shit done for like it's like organizing a filing cabinet over here and then taking that filing cabinet and then reorganizing it and putting it over here. It's like make work and project? Then, yeah, your make work project. You make more work for yourself uh, than to basically just slow it down and just slow down and just do what, do what actually there's benefits a, you. There's a difference between business and busyness. Yeah. I've done both. I've been like busy and then you're just like, hey, this isn't really getting anything accomplished. Like nothing in the big picture is getting done. It's just like busy, busyness. But then the real business is coming from leverage and making sales. Yeah. Like that's where the that's where the business comes well, from. Well, I the re, to this this is the biggest secret that you'll probably share. Business 
has nothing to do with um, ability or has nothing to do with um, the amount of advertising you do. Business straight out has to do with the relationships you make. That's it. The more relationships you can make, the more business you have. I'd, I'd preface that and I'd say... Depends on what you I'd say quality person. relationships. Quality relationships. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So like, but that's, that's what I mean. Strong relationships. Yeah. So like if you meet somebody and you build a strong quality relationship, you have a client for life. They're always, you always buy from your friends. Yeah. You always buy from people you trust. Yeah. Right? So the more, the, if you spend more time in, in meeting more people, spend more time in building relationships, you, ki- you almost kill two birds with one stone. One, you become very social, so you become a social social being, which we are. There's people that don't want to do that, though. They don't. They just want to basically focus on the work, and then at that point, you have to have a good relationship with someone who's a social being. Yeah, or someone who's, yeah. who's going to takes two parties. Yeah, to, who's going to feed you, right? So there's two because like some social. You can bridge social, those weaknesses with somebody else. That's the thing. Being social, being social sometimes. So you either like if you don't want to be social, find a social person. To partner with to you? To partner with you. Yeah. That's very social. You're speaking more so on owning a business side of things. What about if I'm you're just in life? You're, not, too. you're just saying in life, yeah. I think in life that it kind of works like that. That's who you need to like look for. If you're not a social person and you if you set yourself up with other people who are not social, life's gonna Depends. There's people who tough. like there's there's like, people who like that though. To just be like Yeah, stick in the mud type people, yeah, they just enjoy not having any outside interacting at all. Everyone's wired differently. Yeah, I guess. I'm just playing a bit of a devil's advocate. Not everyone wants to go talk to people. Those are... No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, not everybody wants to go talk to people. But, like, let's say, for instance, but people want to actually have things to do. Yeah. So, if I don't want to go out and talk to people all the time, I need to find someone who likes to talk to people all the time. That's probably the best person to hang out with because then I never have to say anything. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because then I don't have to be social. I can be in those environments, I can experience those environments, and I can still live by myself. Yeah. Because I don't have to be forced to talk to anybody because the person that I'm standing He's next doing to all the is doing all the work. Yeah, I guess. You know? <laughs> That's kind of like, um, oh man, there's, there's, tech, there's big tech companies that do that. It's like there's a figurehead guy who speaks. Here, here's a great example, UFC. The two, the two brothers own it, right? Yeah. I'm not sure anymore, but they're those twins. Yeah. Right? Dana White is the guy who does all the talking. Yeah. Right? And then the, the, the mastermind guys. I'm not saying Dana White's not, not, not a mastermind, but I'm saying there's the two actual full-on owners here. But they probably have, they're probably like silent owners, don't do much. I, th- I think they started it. I'm not even yeah. sure how much Dana White owns. Yeah. But I just know that Dana White is figurehead, and then there's all this stuff going on underneath. Those guys don't want to do what Dana does. Like Dana's good. And at, Dana's good at just basically he's dealing a with public relations. He's a promoter, so yeah. he doesn't deal with all of like the the back end the, the back end nerdy stuff or the the car. He might make a couple decisions here and there. He might look at them and go, "Yo, he'll he'll veto some stuff." He'll be like, "Whoa, why That's are we par- idea, yeah. why are we partnering those two guys up? No, no, pull those apart. Give me a different one." Yeah. Bring me a different decision to make, you know, like he might do something like that, but he is not out there looking for them or making the phone calls. Like, hey, uh, I don't think so. No, no, someone else is doing that. Someone stuff. else is doing that. Yeah. The two brothers, I think once again, I'm not on the in on the UFC, obviously, but I'm yeah. just saying that was a good example. Or like you'd have like a tech company, like, uh, like there's like some guy who can speak like, uh, like Microsoft. There's uh, what was the name? Bill Waziak. Okay. Tim Waziak. Correct me if I'm wrong. What's his name? Bill or Tim? Tim, uh, Tim, Tim sounds more, because you think of Microsoft, I'm thinking like Bill. No, uh, there's Bill Gates, Bill and then Gates. there was the Waziak guy. Tim Waziak sounds more. I forgot, how am I forgetting? I'm drawing a blank, but there's Bill who did the speaking, yeah. and then the Waziak guy did a lot of that other stuff on the, on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. 
But anyway, so we have those compartments that we're doing, right? So we're just trying to better ourselves. Um, so we still have a uh, uh, family. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to ask you about too. Like, um, like when you're goal setting, are you, are you just doing the one year or like, cause like there's one thing that I did. I did, I did a four year goal set. Mm -hmm. I did one for what I want to accomplish by the time I'm 40. Yeah. I did one that when I want to accomplish like from 10 years. Yeah. And then 20 years. Yeah. And kind of like have those kind of set apart. So you could probably do the one, four, 10 is common. After t it's hard to see after 10 years. You don't know what the heck is going to happen. But like, yeah. but it's good to like uh, plan at least 10 years in advance. Say, okay, this. I usually have a five-year cycle, I find. Like every five years, my life takes a drastic turn. Yeah. Like drastic turn. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that like we're like, you know, I spent five years, you know, studying and being a personal trainer. And then all of a sudden, boom, that stopped. And I just dedicated my life to... Uh, video production and um, building a marketing company. Yeah. Right. And now I'm like, boom, like my life's now completely doing another shift where I'm like moving into a different realm and different things. Did you, five years ago, did you see yourself sitting on txeshow.com and talking about this? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, right. Get out of here. <laughs> see, I, the, I, I, I haven't done any of those like five, 10, 15, 20 year things for the simple fact is I don't know if I'll even be alive tomorrow. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of like morbid and wild, but like, uh, I know where exact. I know exactly what I want to be doing. The how I have no idea. Yeah. So, um, well, there's certain things that I know I wanted. Like I know yeah, I you wanted, wanted a marketing do. company. Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to work in marketing. Yeah. But I have no. I, like I didn't go to school to be a marketer. Yeah. So, I went to school. Like I create marketing material. So I'm in marketing. Yeah. But I didn't go to school to study marketing. So yeah, it's no. hard. it was hard for me to just go up to a marketing company and say, hey, you hire me to be a marketer. Because yeah. I'm just like, my skill set wasn't, that wasn't my skill set at the time. Yeah. My skill set at the time was uh, um, videography, uh, videography, production, production editing, yeah. and editing. So like I, I could work for a marketing company uh, as, as, a, as a support team, yeah. but not there. So then learning, so I had to learn marketing and I learned marketing by marketing my other companies, my own company, like different things, but through what I'm good at, which is production. Yeah. So that's kind of what I ended up offering everybody. And that's kind of what I, but it was always marketing that I was kind of getting into, like where I enjoy, um, like I remember when I was, when I was uh, back in Toronto, uh, a guy told me, he says, like he says, he goes, you're a salesman, like you're hundred percent. That's what you are. You sell stuff. And it's true, like that's, that's really, when you look back at everything, that's what I've been bred to do. Like everything that I do in my life is, 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 is well, bred, to sales. boiled down to selling stuff. Mm -hmm. It's hunting, looking, looking for work and selling. Even down to when I was like, you know, in Toronto unemployed, I started off just trying to like knock on doors and trying to find jobs. And I was good at that. You know, I was very, very good at that. Like, find, like my biggest problem when I was looking for a job was not finding a job. It was finding a job I wanted to do. That was my biggest problem. Like, and I used to have that argument with my, with my mother all the time. She's like, just get a job. And I'm like, that's not the problem. I can go get a job out tomorrow. You know, like it's not the problem I have right now. I'm Dude, like, my mom used to do that to me. I'm just like, go get a job. And I'm just like, that's not my problem. I'm just yeah. like, I can go out tomorrow. I'll go get a job and I'll hate my life. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it sucks. Like yeah. my problem is I don't know what I want to do. Was it you and me talking about, um, winning the lottery as opposed to, was that you and me? I don't know. 
I, I was having this discussion. I can't remember if it was you or me, and I was on. Uh, we we're on a cell phone. That's why I don't remember if it was you or not. But it was. It was essentially the conversation was. I would rather. You know those people who are like eight or nine years old. And they know exactly what they want to do when. Yeah. Like they're just like ding. They're like, I want to be a paleontologist, and that's all they do. And that's and all then they do. And like, then by the, the best time of it, they're fifteen they're like, years old. They're like seventeen years old, and they're they're working with dinosaurs, and they love their life. They don't feel like they ever work. Yeah, exactly. And they got a good job. They're getting paid, and they're literally getting paid to play. Yeah, I would have. Oh, it was Kaylor. I was talking to Kaylor Betts actually about this. Um, if you or that you do that, or not really know what you do through life, but then just win the lottery. Yeah, but you don't know what to do. I know. I know. I'd I'd rather be that eight-year-old kid who's just like knows what to do. I, I just am the best at this, and I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, see, see that guy, those lights there. Yeah. This. Imagine if that those were all handmade or something like that. I think I think those are handmade. But like some guy, like that's all he's been doing for the last thirty years, and he has not done a day of work in his life. He wakes up every day. He's like, sick. I got to make these fluorescent lights for people. I can't believe people are paying me. I can't for this. believe people, so stupid. this is so stupid because yeah. this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those lights are eight hundred bucks each, and I love it. I'd rather do that than win the lottery. Yeah. No. Well, it's true. That's. I think that's the one thing that people struggle the most with it's perfect. it was the one thing that i struggled the most with it was the hardest thing that i was dealing with mm-hmm. right i remember when i was uh in toronto I, I had like this moment where i was i got fired from a job that wasn't my fault i wasn't even at work someone else screwed up and i wasn't even there and i got fired from a job that i didn't even like and then i was thinking to myself why am i doing this what am i doing with my, like what am i doing like i was working in a restaurant I was, I was working as a bartender and, uh, and I stayed, my shift ended at five and it was done. And the bartender was supposed to come at five. Oh, and you and stayed said, ahead. You stayed. He said he couldn't, he couldn't make it in. But I said, I'll, I'll wait I'll cover till, you. I'll cover you till six when the, the next bartender comes. But as late as I can, cause I got a hockey game after. Yeah. So, okay. So I stayed till six and by that time it was mid rush and I was just like, I got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm late. And I bounced out. I already gave an extra hour of my time. You know, like, and then you got fired. For and leaving. then I got fired because like the bartender that was there at night was complaining that he was working by himself and he was all screwed up. And then, then there, someone ordered pizzas. And I'm like, I don't know anything about pizzas. So there was like a manager that was a new manager ordered a takeout pizza from the bar. Right. And then for, didn't pay for it or didn't know what it was about. And so these pizzas were sitting there and they were like, what are these pizzas all about? And then because it was done from the bar, they, they thought you that did I it. did it. And I'm just like, I didn't order any pizzas. Like, I laughed, you know, like, I'm not even there. So what's the moral of the story here? Is so like, you like, didn't give a shit? So I didn't, no. So what ended up happening is I went in, like, so I, I, I was playing hockey, so I didn't even get the messages until my game was done. And I got, like, a whole whack of, uh, whack of message. I think I got nine messages from, like, what's these pizzas? What are these pizzas? Two last messages being, like, don't bother coming into work tomorrow. And I was just like, what is happening? Oh, I didn't do anything, right? So I was like, I can't call now. It's late. So I might as well just show up in the morning and figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I had a discussion with the owner about what's happening. And the owner was telling me, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. That has nothing to do with me. I'm like explaining my side of the story. But then started to like come up with all these other excuses. And I'm so just- So far are you, yeah. Well, she's like, oh, you wear your hat every day. And this, I'm just like, I wear my hat every day. And I'm thinking to myself, this lady just wants to get rid of me. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Like, this has nothing to do. Like, and then like, what was your revelation from so that? So I was just like, all right, no worries. Like, I'm not going to fight it. Why am I going to fight working for a place that doesn't even appreciate having me there? Yeah. You know, like, so I'm just like, okay, yeah, no worries. And I just, you know, I laughed. Yeah. 
Well, I said, do you want me to at least work this shift? Yeah. Because there was nobody there. Yeah. So she says, okay. So she let me work my last shift. And I worked the shift and I was just like, and I left. And it was my last day. I was just like, this is awkward. This is weird. So, um, so after that, I was thinking to myself, like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, that was the question. That's always the question. What do I want to do? And that's the hardest question people don't ask themselves. What do I want to do? Because it's a hard question. And the that, one that's th- stuff that they don't teach in school. They don't. Are those, are those tough questions? Those they, tough questions. they provide you, they, they, they get you set up for some bullshit job you don't even like. They don't, yeah. they don't work that other side of your brain. And like, imagine if there was, a, actually, I don't know, there might just be a bunch of bullshit. Huh? Like, like, this is really weird to say, but if they just, if they had schools that just operated on figuring out what people wanted to do, I think there'd just be like an overload of like singers and guitarists and, and like artists and, and so artists like, like everyone would be graffiti artists yeah. and painting shit, like. <laughs> creating stuff. Well, we're actually creative beings, right? Yeah, That's what we are. We're creator beings. We create stuff and we create things in our own image. Yeah. That's what how it works. Yeah. So like um, you kind of have to have the worker bees, though. Like in all honesty, society wouldn't work without without someone be- working in the, in the sanitation department yeah. and stuff like that. And like you know, like there's people that yeah work the, but even those the guys who run the sanitation. Yeah, I department, think they like it. Well, they do it because they make a lot of money from it. Yeah. So like, and then they, they, the guys who own the sanitation departments make a lot of money from those contracts. And then they hire the kids and people that can't get jobs. And, and say, can't and figure out what they want to do with their lives. Can't, so if you can't figure out what you want to do with your life. Your sanitation You're working sanitation. You're working sanitation, <laughs> man. So the time, the, the message is like. Figure, figure out what sh- you want to do. Figure, figure your shit out. Figure your shit out because you don't want to be in sanitation. <laughs> <laughs> my mom always would tell me I was digging ditches. Yeah. That's what she'd say. She's like, Cameron, if you don't figure out what you're going to do, you're going to be digging ditches like that guy. But and here's, the, here's the guy on the street. Here's the one thing that I, 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 I figured out. I, it was the hardest thing to make a decision because the thing is, is you think that the, the decision that you make and what you're going to do defines what you're going to do for the rest of your life. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You can, it doesn't. Change, it you like can that. change it tomorrow. You can say, you know what? I don't want to do this. Here, here's the thing, though. After a certain age in both males and females, the brain is kind of set in its ways with its uh, pathways. You can change them. It's just a lot harder to change said neural pathways. That's like teach, you can teach an old dog new tricks, but uh, it is it is very very difficult, and it takes a lot of discipline on the on the side of the. Well, you start wants to, to change. well you start to know certain things that you like and you don't like. Like I like. My life right now, I would never work. I like, I can't work hard labor. Yeah. I can't do it. Like, I just, like, I work really, really hard, but me, physical labor, they don't go hand in hand. No. Like, I need to be thinking all the time. I need to be kind Bec- of. Like, yeah, I know exactly I'm, I'm, what a, I'm a problem solver. That's yeah. what I do. Like, I solve problems. Like, you need to give me a problem, and I'll need to look at your problem and, and figure out a solution for it. That's, that's where I. But shine. not, but not in a carpentry standpoint. But not in a sense where I was just like. Okay, you know, yeah, you need that wall replaced. Okay, like, I can right, do it. Let's fold up this thing, and I'm like there and holding the drywall over my head or putting it up. That's not. That's not what I do. There's like, people that love working with their they hands. They do. They way. love. There's, there's we other need pe- those people. Those people, people do. That love that, it because yeah. because it's sometimes it's like, it's it's, it's mindless work and it's rewarding at the same time. Mindless in a sense that you're not thinking, uh, about what you what you need Depen- to do. Depends what level you're in of said mindless work there's it goes from the architect all the way to the the labor guy sweeping yeah i think the labor guy sweeping is somewhat mindless but then you got the carpenters your journeyman carpenters your craftsmen like like that's not you got math equations like they do solve pretty good like like coming from that architecture background like just seeing the things like even looking at what we're looking at right now like i look at things differently i'm like shit like that's a lot of freaking like these beams here like structural beams uh like 
it's really cool how they build buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, but like, so you got to think about that. Like, like you have to have a skill set for it. Yeah. You know, like in the, like I said, every every job is different. Every skill set's different. You just have to know what your skill set is, and that's the main thing is just to learn what your skill set is. So when you're younger, when you're like 17, 18, even younger than that, like even 10, 11, 12, like if we could teach kids to just do everything, and find something that you like, and then whatever you gravitate to that you enjoy doing. Ah. I, uh, I heard uh, Big Hoss, if Big Hoss ever listens to this, um, he put a quote up on his Instagram account and it was, uh, um, uh, is it Sir Winston Churchill? And the quote is something along the lines of the definition of success. Everyone has a different definition of success, but his is the definition of success is going from failure to failure with the same amount of enthusiasm, not losing your enthusiasm. So as a young kid, trying as many things, Failing at a shit ton of them or just knowing that that's not what you want to do until yeah. the one hits. That reminds me too. That's the same thing as like what Dave Chappelle said. What? Right? I mean, Dave Chappelle said to his dad, he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, dad, he goes, he goes, not everyone's going to go to Hollywood and become successful. Oh yeah. And because he, goes, he wanted him to be an accountant or something, right? Or was that Jim teacher. Carrey? He was a teacher. A teacher. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. goes, well, it depends on what your, what your definition of success is. Yeah. Like if I can go and, and be an actor and, uh, and, and make a teacher salary out of it. What's the difference? Then I'm, then I'm successful. Yeah. Right. If I make the same salary as you, I'm successful. Yeah. Like it's your definition, right? Like, so, and he goes, yeah, he goes, it's true. Like, so your, your definition of success is, is not necessarily like, and some people don't even look at monetary value as success. success. Like yeah. some people don't, don't value themselves as that. Like I know a lot of times, uh, um, people look at that and, and, and society kind of looks See at how, how successful how someone is with how much money, they how make. much money they have. But like you look at some people who have a lot of money, they neglected, they're neglected in a bunch of different areas. They're, they're not very friendly to be around. Uh, they're, they're not, their health's not in good shape. They're rude. Uh, um, that's because you you're juggling all of those things that we just talked yeah. about. There's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Granted, we all have those same 24 hours, but like you're juggling your health and fitness. You're juggling your relationship with your family. Yeah. You're juggling your French relationships. You're juggling your relationship with yourself, right? You're juggling you're the spiritual finance. side. You're Spiritual. juggling the finances. You're then juggling, if you're a wealthy person in finances, you now have a business. You're juggling that side of things, right? Um, that's a lot. That's like, that's, that's seven things. That means you have one day for each thing. Those are full-time. Those are full-time jobs on its own. Like a professional bodybuilder or a professional athlete or a professional fitness person. That's all they do 24 hours a day. They, they think that, they do that, they do that. This is why it's important to be aware of your environment. You will become a product of your environment. So if you want to be a specific thing, if you want to be a fireman, Get around some firemen. Hang out with firemen. If you want to be, and, and like hanging out with firemen, all of a sudden you start building relationships and when the opportunity comes, they call you They call you first because they know that you're looking to become a fireman and instead of the guy on the resume paper that they've never met. That's where the relationships come into play. Relationships are big and play. But it's depending on what it is you want to do. It's like if you want to be a paleontologist, hang around paleontologists. Like a lot of times like people are just like, oh, I don't have a job. I don't know what to do. I'm like, figure out what you want to do and just hang out with those people. You know, like meet, go meet those people. Like don't ask them for money. Don't ask them for anything. Just be around them. Mm -hmm. And then you start to realize that the more you're around, the more these friends, one, you'll start to learn whether you even want to be in that environment in the first place. That's like, a huge thing. Like that was the one thing I learned. Like I love editing, but when I started working as an editor, I didn't like the environment 
that I just like some little cubicle and a I'm dark just room, living just in like a dark room by myself and the other people in the other room are just grumpy and hated life and I'm just like these aren't people this is not I could see my future yeah and I'm just like I don't want to be like this that's I wanna, a great learning lesson though I knowing what you don't want yeah I'm just like I don't want to be like these people all upset and pissed off that they come into work and punch a clock and then you know like it's 12 o'clock. I'm stop working because I'm a part of the union. Doesn't make any sense. I don't you know. know I'm just like, what? Me. Like, I'm just like, what do you mean you're part of the union? There's I'm an editor like, union? There's like, yeah, there's like a media know. union and oh, stuff like that. There's like know that. union department stuff. Yeah. So, so that's the thing. So, what I, what it's, let's, let's kind of like wrap some of this stuff yeah, up. Yeah, we'll wrap figure, it up. Yeah, figure we'll, it out. What, what are the main takeaways that we got here? The main takeaways that uh, we've kind of gone with is, uh, well, I know we were joking about it, but figure out what you want, right? That's and this not a is, joke. That's a straight out thing. I know. That's, but, the, that's to me, that's the most that's important thing. That's the main thing. one, right? Because if you don't know what you want to do, someone else will decide it for you. I know. But that's why we were like, that's why we were like, figure your shit out. <laughs> figure, your shit. figure your shit out figure. or else you're a janitor for yeah. the rest of your life. Right? It's, no hate it, on janitors. It's so, it's so funny. He's talking to this camera there, but just so you, I, we, we all know you're up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got everyone kind of going at the same time. Anyway, so... The, the figure your shit out thing um, is one of the biggest ones. And I think a way that you can do that is just do as many things as you possibly can because you'll start learning different things of what you do want and what you don't want, right? And one of them's bound to take off, right? But don't get stuck in one thing for uh, an extended period of time where you're just, that's who you end up becoming. Yeah, you right? can change at any time. That's the biggest thing too. Like you don't need to... And this is the one problem that I had too, is like, I realized like younger, I was like, I had trouble making a decision because I didn't know whether I wanted to do that for the rest of my life. The rest of your life is pretty long. You don't need to decide for the rest of your life. Just say, you know what? I'm going to do this for the next year. That's it. And And then see what happens. See what skills. And commit and commit to a year. Yeah. And then you say, you know what? After a year, I didn't really like it. So then you say, okay, do something else. Commit to that for a year. Right and do that. Oh, you know what? You might not even last a year. A Sometimes of- you might last half an hour or half an hour. You might last six months, and you'd be like, ah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Or like even first job, you're like, yeah, this is definitely not it. Yeah. Right. Like, but you can, you can, you don't need to say, this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life because if you do that, you're gonna end up sitting there and thinking and thinking and thinking and, th- and doing nothing. And doing nothing. Yeah. You know, like, and you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger decided he wanted to be the best bodybuilder ever or he wanted to learn English and he made these choices and he made, but like, look at like, he made them and then he committed everything that he had to that one specific goal. I actually might give him goat status. What's goat status? Greatest, greatest of all time. You think so? He's done quite a bit. Like he's accomplished. He's that's been, I, I might give him he's, goat. He's, like that's he's, nuts actually. He's mastered everything. Immigrant too. Uh, outside. Couldn't even his, speak English. Yeah. He couldn't speak English. So he learned English, right? That was his first thing. Came to America. Right. Those are two big things. Those two things, uh, especially at that time. He wanted to be um, the best bodybuilder. He invented an industry. Yeah, yeah, bodybuilding. Who else? Who else? Okay, name me another bodybuilder as influential as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Lou Fre- uh, Lou, Lou, no, Louis Fregno wasn't even. He was competing with him. Even uh, Franco. Uh, Franco. Uh, Colombo? No. Colombo. Like he was with those guys. Yeah. No. Name me someone before Arnold. Oh, nobody before Arnold. He. he I don't know anybody. Before That's what I'm Arnold. saying. This this guy invented an industry. Yeah. A multi-billion-dollar industry created it. Created it. 
Yeah. He, he single-handedly created an industry <laughs> who couldn't speak English, immigrant, because, so keep going yeah, to what he did. so he did that, and then uh, from there he became an actor. He said to himself, I want to become, I want to conquer acting. I want to become, I want to be a... a, a became the highest a, paid actor in Hollywood. Highest paid actor in Hollywood. Did all those action films, Terminator, uh, tons of films. And then after he's done that, he's like, okay, you know what, now I'm going to be, I'm going to be a politician. And he became the governor of California. Of California and became one of the best governors California, California's ever had. Like yeah. nobody, I've never heard anyone complain about their, their politician. Uh, they're, they're starting to, California's kind of fucking up right now, to be honest. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, everyone's shitting everywhere. Like there's shit everywhere in California. Shit? Because shit, of, yeah, because of the fire? Shit. No, 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 no. It's like just shit everywhere. Like there's a lot of the homelessness and heroin's just like rampant. Like, like there's a problem in, in a San Francisco of everyone shitting. San Francisco. Yeah, like everyone's just shitting on the streets. Google it if you want to. Google it. Holy smokes! I didn't even think about that. Like people are just just decrest, uh, defecating, defecating the the, the street. How much yeah. drugs are down there? The heroin's insane. The heroin's like there must be like like there must be so many like so much darkness in that that town. Uh, there's uh, not enough jobs and co- cost of living's way too high, and this is this is like policy that's been put in place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. But yeah, just to wrap up those ideas is uh, figure out what you want to do. And like Stevie just went off on a good, uh, good tangent there about Arnold Schwarzenegger knowing what he wanted. And he just went out and made those decisions every day to do it. He actually, Arnold was in the army and uh, he wanted to be the world's best bodybuilder. He didn't take with him like certain things that other army guys would like take for luxuries. He actually took dumbbells with him and he was in his tank with dumbbells. Did you know that? No. No. So he was in the army for a short time and took dumbbells in, t- in the tank with him, as opposed to like personal items. That's it. That was his dedication. But that's where you're making, making choices because he, he committed to something. You just need yeah. to decide and then commit and you're good to go. Yeah. So that's a, that's a massive one is figure out what you want to do and then create a clear mental picture of said vision in each one of those categories. So health and fitness, spiritual, like what, what, what does your ideal person look like in a financial setting? What does your ideal person look like in a uh, social setting? Like your relationships with your friends, are they deep rooted? Are they meaningful? Are they amazing? Do they lift you up? Like write all those things down as descriptive as possible. The type of friends you want to have in your lives and the relationships that you want to have. Put that stuff in writing. And then that will flow energy towards you, which will attract to you those type of people in your life. And then whatever is not suit, whatever doesn't suit those, uh, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. You don't need it. You don't. If if you want to be, if you want to, you know, you want to have, you know, super friendly friends and stuff like that. Anybody who doesn't fit these criteria, get rid of them. Polite. Yeah, I was always taught to politely close the door. Is what yeah. I was kind of taught. You never mean to them. Don't be no, mean no, no. to you them. No, no, no. You don't have to be mean to people, you but just, you just slowly stop associating with like if you got friends who just party all the time and do cocaine on every friday night and saturday night and then hate monday and then wednesday they're doing all right because it's hump day and then they celebrate because it's friday and then they're cocained out again for the next weekend like just don't go out yeah i mean if you want to by all means like sniff it up man like yeah do as much coke as you want if that's what you want to do but if you want to better yourself and those type of relationships who uh, are normally very parasitic uh those type of people normally feed off of your energy Right, they're complaining all the time, like crab in the bucket mentality, like those type of people. It's like vampire, vampires. Yeah, they're just sucking your energy, vampires sucking your energy out. And if that's what you've been trapped in for a long time, 
And then you write down, ah, I just don't really like those type of people. I want a loyal person, a loving person, someone who cares. But here's the thing you have to realize too. Like anything that you don't like in someone else is something that you don't like within yourself. It's a reflection of yourself. Otherwise, you would never notice it. So there's certain things that people do that you don't like and you'd be like, oh, I hate when that person's late. Sometimes that's a reflection of yourself. So that means I wouldn't something. say all the time. I'd but, say I'd say yeah, how people be, I, I I'd say more so how people behave towards you is a reflection of how they are towards themselves. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like someone someone doing cocaine every Friday night. Like I don't really care, but like I don't do cocaine every Friday night. So like uh, that's not that's no, not but a reflection does, that's what I'm saying. Me. It doesn't bother you. Yeah. But sometimes if like oh. certain, certain things bother you or you hate certain things in yeah. other people, yeah. that's a reflection of yourself. So when someone hates or does something towards you, that it, it's not you. Like you have to realize that when people treat or say bad things about it, it has nothing to do with you. It's all them. It's all them. Yeah, and it's yeah. the same thing with yourself. Like it's the same thing when you don't like something from someone else. It has nothing to do with that other person. It's 100% yourself it's a reflection of yourself you yep. have to look at yeah. why why is that person triggering me what is that person doing that's causing me to trigger what is it inside me that's causing that because it, it's all inside you it's never the other person because you can be in an environment that's very toxic and if you're if you know yourself and you're aware with yourself it will not affect you mm -hmm. right so with that said Anything else you want to add? Well, mostly just we were compartmentalizing all those sort of things. So figure out what you want. What you want? Yeah. Get a clear mental picture of said. Mental picture of, of said. Yeah. Said. Write that down because that's the first thing to make it materialistic. Stay in the moment. Stay in the moment. Yeah, right? Live, live in the day. Make the disciplined choices that will uh, advance you towards said goal that you want. Make the choices as if you're already that person. Yeah. Yeah, make those yeah. decisions on what that person would yeah. decide. And then keep those thoughts in your head and broadcast those frequencies out there. That helps sometimes to just post it up all around you. So then you're constantly seeing them all the time. That keeps that frequency safe. Yeah, it keeps, it keeps, that, it keeps that going fresh. Because when we go off into the real world, it's very negative and cold. And we're just inundated with advertisements and bullshit that's going into our brain. That yeah. doesn't really serve us. Yeah. Right. So if you're around imagery or wording, that's always so just you. advertise to yourself. Yeah. You know, just advertise to yourself what you want, and you'd be good to go. Yeah. Exactly. So, I think I think that's kind of wrapping it up for New Year's goal setting. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Set your goals: one year goal, five year goal, ten year goal. Focus on those on those three right there. Where you want to be in ten years from now. Where you want to be in 10 years from now? Where are you now? going to be in, in 20, uh, 2029? I, I think it's more so the, the feeling of what, it's, what you're going to feel like 10 years from now. I think it's kind of cool, too, to write it down and then, and then look, and back, look at it. back at it, too, and figure out, it goes, whoa, I actually accomplished this or I accomplished more. Uh, I can't even believe I wanted that as a goal. Yeah. You know? I think when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want to look back and be like, fuck, I should have done this. Never want to regret anything. That's the worst thing. You never get upset for doing something and failing, but you always, you always think, goes, ah, what would happen? What would have if I did it? Yeah, I have a couple regrets, to be yeah. completely honest. I know people say, I have no regrets. I think they're lying. There's a few, but you always just learn, right? Yeah. Yeah, everything's about learning. And if you don't learn from certain things that happen in your life, you're not growing. You're just very stagnant. And there's, there's only two things. There's stagnant, and there's learning. You can't be both. 
It's, it's the same thing in biblical. You can't serve two masters. Yeah. You, you can't can. be dead and you can't be growing at the same time. Yeah. You can't, death. For those of you who can't serve two masters because you'll either make one happy or make the other one uh, envious or, yeah, you can't, you can't be, you can't be committed to two things at one time. Yeah. So if so. you're, if you're stagnant, you're dying. But you can't be dying and growing at the same time. No, so no, no, no. Yeah. So if we're, we're dying unless we're growing. So exactly. once you stop growing, you're dying. You're, you start to die. There's no middle ground in there. Yeah. So always be growing. And that is going out and doing a bunch of different shit because you'll growing learn from all that shit. Growing and learning and keep moving forward. As long as you keep moving forward, you're always going to be alive. And that's the full circle. I think we yeah. kind of went full circle on it. Yeah. For those listening, I know the, yeah, for those tuned in right now, yeah. we just completed the whole thing full circle. So beautiful that was new year's 2019 Happy new year's. Have a, everyone have a great 2019 uh wish you nothing but uh, uh success and happiness uh i know we're going through a lot of tough times for 2018 but 2019 there should be a lot of changes and a lot of good things coming for sure thank you all for joining take care see you guys next week peace out peace fuck this shit fuck Every time you just gotta get up like a complete loon, eh? Jeez, Louise. <laughs>